0: In the
1: what is up guys it's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realest say about to the lies the fakeness and delusions of modern society and welcome motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Andy and DJ cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. We're going to cruise the internet. We also have a very special guest, good friend of mine, Michael Seifert, who is the CEO of Public Square. And if you guys remember, we talked about Public Square last Friday's show when we talked about what was going on with all the uh, social movements that are put down and creating some of this culture that a lot of us are unhappy with. So welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah. So good to be here. Yeah, it's cool, man. It so, is cool. So you guys should, uh, how this happened was, uh, you know, some of the, you guys made some of the clips go viral last week. Thank you. Um, and we got connected. And, and, and my man says, hey, let's do a show. And I'm like, get out here and we'll do it right away. So now he's here. And it happens, it so happens, he actually uh, went to high school right up the road from me, which is really cool. If you're from St. Louis and you understand, we all ask oh, where well, yeah. he went to high school. Uh, he went to Kirkwood High School, which is right up the street from where I went to high school. Yeah, yeah, he asked cool.
0: me that. I was like, Yeah, you know, my high school's here. He's yeah. like, Oh, it's Kirkwood. I'm like, Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like,
1: All right,
2: Yeah, it's cool. You so, noticed the 314 number right away. Yeah, yeah I've oh, like, yeah. still like, kept 314. I've never I'm lost like, Bro, it.
1: Are you from St. Louis? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. So, but dude, uh, before we get started, man, um, I just want to say thank you so much for getting on a plane and coming out here. You know, a lot of people say they want to come speak, and it, it shows that you're a man of a believer in what you're doing to come on and and share about what you're doing. Um, let's talk a little bit just for a second about why you're doing what you're doing. Well, what are you doing and why you're doing it? What is public square and what, inspired you to start to create this this community that you're creating
2: yeah man we are the largest marketplace in the country of businesses that have not bowed to the esg and the dei philosophies that are destroying our economy so we are a network of over fifty thousand vendors all different industries and backgrounds that stand for our country the constitution and the values that it protects so that the consumers that come to us we have over a million consumer members on the platform These consumers know with a blessed assurance that they're not funding companies that are standing fundamentally against America. Instead, they're supporting the small businesses that make our country really special and I believe will help save our economy for the next generation. And uh, we've launched nationwide July 4th of 2022. So it has been a wild 11 months and we're just getting started. We haven't even scratched the surface. We're building this with our consumers. We're building the plane in flight because we recognize the country needs it. So I've recognized the need strongly for a parallel economy, a patriotic economy for the last decade, because I've witnessed company after company. Target, Anheuser-Busch are the most recent examples, but there are so many others. Adidas, Nike, major banks like JP Morgan Chase and Bank of America that continue to slap Americans in the face. And we're done with it. And so I figured if I feel this frustrated, there's got to be other people that do too. Started asking around and realized that if they had an alternate economy where they could go and they could shop and transact, that maybe this thing would catch fire. And thankfully, praise God, it has. It's been an unreal journey. So that's Public Square, publicsq.com. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, guys, this ties right into the conversation that we were having last week that I was trying to explain. Um, you guys may have saw the show or you. Probably saw the clip. I think the clip got like I saw one of the clips on TikTok had like 50 million views on it already. So like it's been going mega viral. Where I sat down and I explained DEI, ESG, CEI, and and how these these social initiatives are pressed down, and how these big corporations are beholden financially to. And, and a lot of people don't understand this. They say, well, aren't don't businesses run off their profits? Don't they create profit? Most of these businesses have massive lines of credit that are already out, meaning they've already allocated the funds. And every year they have to renew these funds. They have a new set of guidelines that make them renew them to say, you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. And this is where these social initiatives come in. And what this means is, let's just say, for example, and this is just make, me making up numbers, okay? But let's just say in the case of Target, let's say Target has a billion dollars line of credit that's already out in, into their system and they don't do what the banks say they have to do, what happens is they call that line of credit in and then these guys have to come up with a billion dollars of cash that they don't necessarily have, all right? So this is how they're leveraging these corporations. This is not me defending them. This is not me saying that we shouldn't not shop there, but this is me saying that what Public Square is doing is very, very smart because... If we were to tear down the house, right, if we burn our house down and we don't have another one to go to, we don't have the jobs in place for these people who do believe in the things that we all believe, which is for free America, pro-America, freedom. Um, they don't have a place to go, okay? So so what, what Michael's doing is extremely important because, and I'm, I'm honored to have him on the show because he's actually creating what we were talking about last week, which is, the alternate economy, you know, that you guys asked for. You say, well, what should we do? What's the solution? I read a lot of the comments on these viral clips and most of you guys said the same thing. Okay, that makes sense. What do we do? Well, this is why I brought this man on the show because what we do is we go and we look at his network and we say, okay, these are the companies that are for sure not going along with all these crazy social uh, agendas. They're not jamming these, these things down our throat. They believe that freedom is freedom and that we should, you know, understand that there is uh, tolerance for views that we may not necessarily agree with. But we also understand that there are limits to those views as well. Like, we don't indoctrinate our children to cut off their penises, okay? And things like that. I think that's reasonable. I think that's, fair. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, too. that's yeah. a reasonable yeah. thing, Not on our know? ask, yeah. So it's not just about, in my opinion, it's not about shopping with conservative companies because- if you just go back to conservative now we flip the cancel culture from the left to the right. It's about understanding what freedom really means in a free economy so that we can actually create the jobs and have our neighbors employed and and quit, you know, canceling everything that we don't like. We have I think in America, bro, we have very reasonable expectations. I don't think like most people care for example, like 5 years ago, I don't think anybody gave a shit about the Pride flag. Nobody cared because it wasn't being jammed down everybody's throat the way that it is now. Or the pride it, parades or it, the
0: fucking pride it, marathon.
1: I mean, dude, I think there's a level of tolerance that's just been so far exceeded that's beyond the palatability of most Americans, you know? And and so we have to understand what we need to do. And a big part of what we need to do is speak up. We need to, you know, like a lot of my friends, they, like I had a friend this morning, he texted me a picture of his kid's yearbook, right? And it's a it's a rainbow the yearbook's a rainbow. And it's like, he's like, how disgusting is this? I'm like, why are you texting me, dude? You should be texting the school. You should be speaking up. Like you guys have to start fighting your own battles. That's the first part. But the second part is we reallocate the dollars to the companies that are actually in those same social positions that generally most Americans are, which is called common sense. Yep. 100%.
2: I like to say I'm not a political person. I'm like a normal dude from 2006. And the, country, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the country just left me. Like yeah. I, I haven't changed. My views have always remained the same. I'm not trying to hyper-politicize the marketplace. We're building something in response to what they've done. Correct. And in the process, we like to say we're way more about what we're for than what we're against. I think for many years, we just screamed boycott, boycott, boycott. It doesn't carry the same weight unless you have something else to land on. And so we're trying to be that landing pad. And I think in the process, there's a larger macro play here happening, too, where many of these corporate entities that have entirely abused the rights and the values of so many Americans, uh, they're doing it. Uh, without any regard for their consumers anymore because they're bought into stakeholder capitalism instead of shareholder capitalism. They're not focused on pure profits anymore or providing maximum value to their consumers. They're focused on these external stakeholders like social agendas, climate, whatever it might be. In the process too, small businesses are the ones that are getting hosed because they don't have the financial firepower to lobby government. It happened during COVID. The government came out. I live in California. It was the most intense there in New York. And the government said, you're essential or you're non-essential. And it just so happened that two businesses in the same industry would be deemed differently by the government, depending on how much financial firepower they had to lobby that government. So Walmart got to stay open and they were essential. But the small mom and pop shop, they weren't essential. They weren't allowed to stay open. So you saw this massive wealth transfer take place. And our encouragement to consumers is this isn't just a left versus right thing. This isn't just a political thing. In fact, we like to say we're not political. We're principled. This goes far deeper. There's an economic war taking place at the moment between good and evil. People that want to sell out our country and the values that built it versus those small businesses and consumers that want to build an economy focused on the values that made America so special in the first place. And you add one more factor into all this, which is we have completely delegated our country to countries that hate us. Our manufacturing, we learned during COVID, the supply chain fell apart. Why? Because we relied on our adversaries to build our stuff. So we sold our soul on the altars of cheap convenience. But here's the hope. The hope is that given everything you just said and everything I just said, all the stuff that looks kind of bleak at the moment, the hope is if there's a strong enough movement, if we believe fundamentally that there is, of Americans that say we're tired of this, And instead of just screaming boycott, we're actually going to move our dollars to businesses that will make our country special, because we believe that these ones will secure a long-term, prosperous future for the United States. And then in the process, we celebrate the businesses that move as much of their manufacturing back here, that try to push as much for American values and interests. And that's a long game. That's decades. That doesn't happen overnight. But if that movement will emerge in response to what's happening, we will secure another American Renaissance era. It'll be the most prosperous next century for our country we could ever imagine. But... It all starts with consumer spending habits. And so that's what we're trying to foster and cultivate.
0: 100%. I think that's something, too, that, like, I mean, we said on the last show, but I think it's important to bring up again. There is going to be this lag of time that the American public have to allow for those businesses to switch over and bring everything back. Like, I I don't want to say patience, right? But, like,
1: grace, maybe? I I actually think it's aggressiveness that they need to do. I, I actually think it's not patience. I actually believe... That Michael touched on at the very beginning of what you said, and I loved everything you said, every single thing. It's all true. And this is why for the last three and a half years, and really the last eight years I've been doing this podcast, I've been telling you that the win for your business is going to be to stand with America and pro-freedom. It's always going to be the win. And you might have had to take a little bit of heat from the left for standing for that. But the reality is, is that we never saw companies Get canceled from the left, and it actually make the news. They say they yeah. lost fifteen billion dollars in market so cap. Goiza, right, right, and that yeah. is a yeah. right, exactly, <laughs> and that is another indication of how they are lying about how big the population mm-hmm. is that actually believes some of this stuff. All right, but what you said that was that that caught my attention the most was the part about we ha- we can't just tear down; we have to support, and we have to support the companies that stand for the things that we believe um as aggressively as we do to to take business away from the companies that don't. And that's the part where people are missing. That's the that's the connecting dots that we need to all connect in our brains that we if we're going to be angry over here, we have to be real supportive over here on this other company that is the alternative. And that's this is a solution that you're building and and I'm very appreciative of it. Thanks, man. Mike
0: Michael, can I ask you what? So what is what what does the vetting process look like for these companies coming into Public Square?
2: Yes. When a new business signs up to Public Square, they're immediately confronted with five core values that the company espouses. These are our principles, our guiding truths. And just briefly, the first is obviously that we love our country, we believe the United States is net positive of the world, we're protecting it, we believe in the protection of the family unit, much of what we're seeing in society right now is all about tearing down the family unit, because strong families build a strong nation. So the whole goal is to just let's destroy the family unit so that ultimately our demographics collapse and we see a lot of cultural chaos because we have fatherless homes and all these different things. So we protect the family unit and celebrate the the right to life for every individual in the public square. We believe our value number three is that small businesses are the backbone of our economy, and they must be protected and supported. Uh, We believe, ultimately, that the Constitution is what provides our rights, not the government. Therefore, the government cannot take our rights away. They never gave us our rights, so they can't take them away. The government's supposed to be there to protect. This speaks directly to what happened during covid uh, we believe that businesses and consumers should be operate or should be able to operate with as much freedom and liberty as possible. And uh, ultimately, these these rights, these principles, these these guiding lights for us, businesses see and they agree to respect these. They're not going to spend time, money, or resource antagonistically against these rights. And then in the process, what happens is then it gets passed off to a vetting team, a bunch of young, hungry, awesome world changers that are trying to shift the country and change the narrative. So they're literally right now uh, dealing with a backlog of 7,000 businesses that have signed up in the past week, just cranking through, doing research. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And so they're going to town to research and they're in touch with these business owners. It's fantastic. Once they press a green button, they're live on the platform. And uh, then it's great because we have community validation. So as you're shopping and you're interacting with these businesses, you're able to share about your experience. And that's really important. So that's the vetting process. And what's great too, is that I got confronted a lot with this when I originally had this idea two years ago. People asked, are you sure businesses will sign up for this? What's phenomenal to witness is that not only are they are signing up for it, they're experiencing better traffic on our platform than they are with Facebook or Google wow. or any of their other advertising arms. And it's free to join. So for a business to come to us and experience a bunch of trustworthy, reliable consumers day one, it's, it's changing the game for these businesses. In fact, you speak to a really important truth, which is that the need to support these other businesses is so strong uh, and then to continue supporting them and moving money to them, 13 billion evaporated from Target's market cap in the last week. Where'd that 13 billion go? It's got to go to this parallel economy because, for example, we we put a shoe company on our front page for a week and they completely sold out of all their inventory. So it's like we need to keep getting them more financial firepower so they can keep building because they're trying to come after Cole Haan and they're crushing it. So while Cole Haan's lecturing you about gender ideology when you're trying to buy a pair of shoes, John Condors won't. We've got an incredible cooler company that's crushing it on the app that is completely changing the game, and uh, we've got banks and healthcare got and got an awesome all these different... supplement
1: company on. Yeah,
2: there. yeah. a couple of <laughs> there them, you I go. Think. Yeah, yeah we, we need to get you there. You go. Yeah, we not to, bad, guys. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess uh, the long way of answering your question, but the vetting the vetting process is fairly extensive. Um, but what's great is that it it doesn't uh, it's almost not needed because the businesses are so adamantly pro our mission. Uh, that they're they're excited about being a part of this more than I even ever could have dreamed. I mean, it's pretty amazing to witness the types of businesses that are coming out of the woodwork to be a part of this. Dude, I hope you feel good about what you're doing, bro. It's very wow. very important. I, I feel um I feel, I feel like we're not even started well, yet. That's how I feel too. Yeah, dude, dude I'm 24 years in this. Okay, so I, it never I, ends. Yeah, it's no, just, we, okay. we
1: we have a saying around here. <laughs> everybody knows what day it is. What day is it? It's day one, baby. It's day one. Amazing. And uh, <clears throat> you know, that's. It never changes, especially when you love what you do and you believe in the purpose. And I, I'm just very, very thankful that you took this uh,
2: this elephant on, man, because it's Thank a big you. one. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, we, we tell people all the time we need their help building it. Yeah. Amazon, it took 30 years to build what they yeah. built. We're trying to do it in two years. Yeah. And it's amazing to witness, too, the way that our consumers are helping us know what they want, what they're looking for. We have this philosophy called jobs to be done, meaning we want to understand what job are our consumers hiring us for and why are they firing Target? Uh, not only are they firing Target because of the values and the indoctrination on their kids, talking about sexuality on your underwear that you're selling and your swimsuits, like what happened? You used to go to prison for that. Now yeah. you're putting it on your marketing department. Yeah. But past that, they're also wanting to ditch Target because nobody feels good about shopping from these companies. You don't feel good about ordering cheap crap from Amazon. That doesn't give you a sense of satisfaction. Like if you're to spend money with your local business that you know is working hard, you know the values of the owner. They go to your church, they go to your schools, they're with you in your community. They
1: sponsor your kids' t-ball teams. Exactly. Like, do we have to start using common sense? Because these people do not contribute to our actual lives in any way. They only take. They take our money out of our community. They go and spend it on a yacht or a a, a a pro sports team or a media franchise, right? And they do nothing. How many little T ball teams in your neighborhood has Amazon put on? You see what I'm saying? Like we have to really think about this. But then and, how much money do they donate to BLM? Yep. <laughs> well and where
0: that money go? Yeah. Yep.
1: Right? Right. Bankruptcy. Yeah. Yep.
2: It's
1: true. Well it's sad shit, man. Are you familiar with CTI? I am. All right.
2: So Ready to get into
1: it. For those of you guys that don't know, this is, uh, this is CTI. And what we do on this show is we put up current event headlines, usually three or four of them. We speculate. We talk about what we think may be true, what we think may not be true. And then we talk about how we as individuals can collectively become more excellent, smarter, better human beings, and then help solve some of these problems going on in the world. Now, if this is your first time listening, there are other shows within the show, Okay. We have Q&AF. That's where you get to ask questions and I answer them based on 24 years of my entrepreneurial experience, personal development experience. I do that for free. Um, you could submit those questions one of two ways. The first way is... Yeah, guys, you can email those questions into askandy at And then the second way is, is now that we're on YouTube, if you go over to YouTube, click subscribe and drop your question down in the comments, we'll pick some from there as well. Other times you tune in, we have Real Talk. Real Talk is just five, 20 minutes of me giving you some Real Talk. And then we have Full Length. Full Length is what you see on most other podcasts. Kind of resembles what we got going on here. There's a bunch of people having a conversation, only we just make the whole show the conversation. But uh, I'm interested to hear what Michael has to say about some of the stuff going on in the world. And I know you guys are too. So we're going to make CTI happen today. Uh, There is a fee for the show. It's not money. You don't have to give me anything. I appreciate any support you give any of my companies. Appreciate any of that stuff. That's amazing. Not required. But what we really ask is that you share the show. If you believe in the message, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it made you better, It gave you a new perspective. You think it's important that people need to hear it? Please share the show. Our show only grows if you share it. We do not run ads to build the show. This is entirely organic. Another thing you'll notice is I don't run ads on the show, okay? Um, I don't take money from companies for the exact reason of not being leveraged for their investment in my show, all right? So what you get here is my authentic thoughts, DJ's authentic thoughts, and our guest's authentic thoughts, and uh, all we ask is share the show. So that's it. Only DEI you're getting is me, baby. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> order that motherfucker. Order uh, that trophy. Oh uh, no. Come on, man. Order, it, that was, order it. That was a good one, but I don't know if that's trophy worthy. <laughs> but guys, let's get into it. Remember,
1: if you want to see any. I'd say these, that was a B plus. It was borderline A. A minus. I don't know, man.
0: It's like a 90. Listen, I love <laughs> you, bro.
1: I love you. I'm going to make you work a little bit harder. Right? That was a B plus.
0: All right, that's fine.
1: All right. That's cool. Guys, remember, if you
0: want to see any of these articles, pictures, links, videos, go to com. You can find them there. Or you can drop down in the YouTube description below and find them linked there as well. Yeah, Go there right write <laughs> right, Right, Write me out. You better be a patriot. I'll eat your fucking cat. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this. It gets cruising up. I wanted to bring something up. I don't know if you guys have been seeing this. It's been trending a little bit. Um, and I find this absolutely amazing. So this headline reads, uh, seeing double. AOC lashes out <laughs> a Twitter parody account impersonating me and going viral. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, it's fucking amazing. Right. So let's dive into this. So uh, this is Fox News article reading. Representative Alexandria Ocasio cortez out of New York is furious at Twitter after a parody account of the congresswoman began to go viral, claiming CEO Elon Musk is behind its recent traffic. Uh, so this was her initial tweet that she put out. Um, And, you know, Twitter has changed some of their guidelines. So you can tell if it's a government profile, like the blue checks and stuff, they changed a little bit. So now you have these gray check marks uh, for government officials. So this is actually AOC's account. She tweeted this out saying, uh, quote, FYI, there is a fake account on here impersonating me and going viral. The Twitter CEO has engaged it, boosting visibility. It is releasing false policy statements and gaining spread. I am assessing with my team how to move forward. In the meantime, be careful of what you see. Uh, so the, the quick response was, I can't believe someone would do that to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From the fake account. From the fake account. <laughs> From the fake account. I can't believe someone would do this to us. <laughs> uh,
0: so there's been this, like, battle raging on Twitter right now. Um, So the article continues. It says, while the fake account uses the same profile photo as the congresswoman, it makes clear that it is not actually AOC posting under the name Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez press release parody in parentheses. Um, The account hit back at AOC. We just saw that. Um, And then uh, posted another tweet from the parody account saying, quote, after brainstorming with my staff, I'm going to push Congress to make it illegal to joke, laugh, or make fun of me. Parody should be illegal. The parody account wrote also. And it's just been going nonstop to the point that political Politico thought it was necessary to put an article telling people that it was not real. Uh, because I guess people are taking it so serious. Uh, let's just dive through some of these tweets. Uh, this was one from the parody account saying, quote, this might be the wine talking, but I've got a crush on at Elon Musk.
2: He responds. and then His <laughs> response
0: is a fire emoji. <laughs> uh, I like this one. It says uh, printing money is the only way out of inflation. Well, <laughs> her people probably believe that shit. They're probably. That's a real
2: economic policy. I'm right. not even sure that that's parody.
0: We should have 14,768 separate pride days. One day for every gender. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think there's only fourteen thousand genders? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: No, that was like twenty nineteen.
1: There's way more now. Yeah, yeah, I
0: like this one. It says, uh, "Quote: If we don't move to one hundred percent green energy soon, car emissions will kill off the human race, just like it did the dinosaurs." Oh, well, we should be concerned
1: about that, <laughs> guys. What do we got on this, <laughs> bro? Come on, man. Like, dude. First of all. It, it, you know, here's what's funny. The parody account about humor should be illegal. Yeah. That's an actual communist ideology. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's also funny if you actually understand what her views really are. Because she actually, I guarantee you, if you opened up her head and got to see right in it, she truly thinks that should be illegal. Like, listen, dude, I, here's what I'm going to say. And, and if AOC, if you hear this shit, you need to calm down. All right, bro. Like you would be a much li- more likable person if you would just roll with it. Yep. And like, under- like you could actually leverage this into some really good press for yourself. Just Imitation
2: by- is the most sincere yeah. form of flattery. Dude,
1: just by showing that you have a sense of humor. Yep. Like it's funny. Okay. Like most of the stuff you say is absurd. It really is. And you have a bad PR right now. Even your own people don't like you. They don't. <laughs> Look, <laughs> no, so they true. don't. So Look true. at what happens to her when she goes in public now. Yeah. She gets shouted down. She gets yelled at by her own voters. This if I was advising her I'd say hey find your sense of humor everybody's just teasing you a little bit you say some absurd shit just laugh it off yeah. like it's funny it is funny yeah it is especially the Elon Musk with the bug. No. and dude it is going fucking
0: viral like this one tweet alone 9 million impressions
2: yeah amazing yeah. i love it on mobile too because when you're viewing it on your phone the name trails off so you can't actually you see it's whether it's the press release version or just the normal version yeah. So it kind of catches me off guard. I really do think this is a real economic statement, though, for 100%. her. I mean, she's said pretty much the same <laughs> yes. thing before. Dude, they all say this. Yeah. 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 It's you all nailed the... it on the communist piece, though, man, because yeah. every single communist society. Do not Western Western, No, you not allowed. Can't criticize. All the comedians first. Dude, That's how no. they do it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Jing
0: yeah. Jing, what's, what's China's? Uh, Xi Jinping. Jinping. Yeah. He, you know, apparently Winnie the Pooh was like this like negative connotation of him. Yeah. He like outlawed that patch and, and that. All of that, he outlawed He will throw you in jail for life if you yeah. use that.
1: That's what I'm tag. saying. Yeah. Tweeting. No, whatever. that's real. It's real shit. That's real things. Like, like, dude, don't you? You probably don't remember this, DJ. Um, but if you're, you know, I think if you're high 30s, at least or mid 30s or older, you probably remember. They used to tell you in school. Like, I can remember being in second or third grade and then telling me at school, like. You should be thankful you live in America, man. You can't criticize the government in other countries. Mm -hmm. Like if you go to China and you criticize the government, they put you in jail. You make fun of the government, they put you in jail. And they used to tell us that. Except here we are where these people actually do believe these things. And like when she says that thing about, you know, humor should be illegal, we're probably one or two, you know, more steps away from that actually being a thing where, you know, they kill all the dissenters or put them in jail. Well, think what they did try to do. I mean, they, they I mean,
0: they did try to say, you know, uh, you know, speech is violence, and like, I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're trying to make the push.
2: That's where it starts. And oh, they prosecuted the, the guy who made the meme in 2016. Yeah, Remember the Hillary yeah. memes guy. Yeah. They prosecuted him, convicted him, yeah, for making political memes. Yeah, it's like we don't live in a free society if you're not allowed to criticize those in charge, bro. No. We're well, and
1: if you want to know who's in charge, just notice who you cannot criticize. hmm. Right real
0: shit and, and and you know the article finishes off saying according to twitter's help center by using the word parody in the username and by bi- uh, biography uh the account does not
1: violate the platform user's guidelines so it ain't going nowhere soon yeah look dude it, i'll be real i think it's funny i think it's super funny <laughs> uh i'm not a fan of aoc by any means but she's missing a golden opportunity here to leverage this into good good pr for herself by just showing herself to be a normal human being. But it doesn't surprise me that she's too fucking stupid to see it. It just doesn't. Really well, stupid. and
2: it's like a fundamental lesson. You always were taught, like if if people are picking on you and you act like it doesn't bother you, they probably will stop. That's but right. if you let it know that it's bothering you, like they're just going to keep going. Yeah. And so Happens it's kind of this. It's like AOC, <laughs> just roll it off your shoulders yeah. and you'll, you know, but you're playing into it, making yeah. us do it more. The funniest one I saw was this morning, actually, where the parody account said that uh, something about how if your uh, boyfriend farts, you should break up with him because your relationship is not as valuable as the climate. He's releasing too much <laughs> natural gas. <laughs> like, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Brilliant. All
0: right. Well, guys, that was our little intro. Let's get right into these headlines. We've got headline number one. Uh, headline number one reads, Nearly 10,000 photos from Hunter Biden's laptop hit the web. Truth and transparency. Uh, So this is coming out new. Uh, A trove of photos from Hunter Biden's laptop have made available to the public through a new website that launched Thursday. The website, uh, BidenLaptopMedia.com, will house almost 10,000 photos spanning from uh, 2008 to 2019 and took months to complete. Garrett Ziegler, the founder of nonprofit Marco Polo, told Fox News Digital, uh, quote, it's taken us a couple of months to, one, go through the photos, about 10,000 of them, and redact the genitalia of, on the photos, Ziegler, a former Trump White House aide, said of the contents found on the laptop once owned by President's son. Um, he continues saying, quote, the number one thing we're about is truth and transparency, he said. Uh, quote, if the American people want to know what their first family is like, they're going to get it. And we're not going to be taking out photos that paint the Bidens in a good light. Uh, Ziegler also noted that several photos containing private information were redacted, uh, including images containing social security numbers, banking
1: information, and credit card Mm. numbers. Well, there's a very interesting credit card photo with a very important person's name on it. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that photo is going to be included. You mean this one? Oh, yeah, that one. Next to the cocaine? Yeah. Mm. Well, here's the interesting thing
0: on that, Annie. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you had that. We Mm -hmm. should say on the same page here. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, I got you, baby. Uh, but we should. it should be noted that the website has been crashing all day. It, I mean, I guess it's just being inundated with you know, people trying to get on there. But if, you know, if you try to go to the website, this is what you'll
1: see. We'll still link it for you guys. Hey, look. Here's what I want. What's his name? Ziggler? Ziggler, yeah. Hey, bro. We're giving you some free press. Put me an ad right up there on the front of this page. I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll trade for trade. All right? Uh, but it's funny that you brought this picture up. Yeah.
0: Because uh, this is one of the pictures that surfaced. Uh, You can tell this. So the picture for guys that don't audio, this is uh, it's a picture of a black credit card. It has J.P. Morgan uh, signature, which shows that it's a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card. Top right corner. Um, It has the credit card number scratched out to Visa. Um, But the name on the card says Malia A. Obama.
1: And then next to the card, there is six lines of cocaine. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, it could
0: be yeah. sugar, allegedly. Yeah. Or salt. You know, or you salt. Know. Maybe it's probably yeah. salt. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll yeah. tell you this, that card's been used quite a fucking bit.
2: Yeah, look at the edges. <laughs> look at the top edges in the corner. It's
1: been
0: used Man, quite dude, a bit. I,
1: listen, I spent some motherfucking money.
2: None yeah. of
1: my cars look like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Holy shit. But here's the interesting thing, right? So I,
0: I, I remember when this picture came out, when this whole laptop story first came out, this is one of the first ones that, got, you know, that came out. And immediately, our f- beautiful fact checkers that we have out here, um, they immediately jumped on uh, you know, fact-checking it. Malia Obama credit card photo is not new. There is no proof, right? And then they immediately connected it to uh, Russian disinformation. Sure. And they used a letter that has now since been debunked, if you guys remember this letter right here, uh, the public statement on the Hunter Biden emails. Right, which was signed by about fifty-one intelligence uh, so, or senior people in positions in the intelligence community. Fifty-one of them, mm-hmm. right, signed this letter saying that all of this stuff—the hundred—it ba- was all Russian disinformation, which has all since recently come out to be completely
1: false. And it's been proven that these people are lying. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep, one hundred percent. So, 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 I just got to say this. Um, I told you guys this. Back in 2020 or 2020, whatever it was, 2020. It was, well, no, it was 2020. 2020. Yeah. We, remember when we went through all the photos and mm-hmm. I said, hey, there's a photo of this. Mm-hmm. And here's what it is. And all you guys call me crazy. Well, here it is.
2: Yep. By the way, if you, the average American citizen, were to do one one hundredth of what's on that laptop in and what prison. we already know, you'd be in prison the rest of your life. Yeah. For the Justice Department and Merrick Garland to not prosecute is exactly what we were talking about earlier you're not allowed to criticize them they're untouchable you can't touch them this is the group the protected class that you have no ability to criticize Mm -hmm. and you certainly can't prosecute them so i mean this is absurd and the new york post story second oldest journalist output in the united states runs a perfectly legitimate story two weeks before the election in 2020 and twitter removes it russian disinformation with no evidence of that yeah and they've still never apologized or reconciled for that that's election interference mm-hmm. it's a complete bro, it's, misuse of evidence i mean bro, it's
1: absurd those 51 dudes that signed that paper that's treason yeah they're criminals yep every single one of them yep well i mean Mike, michael to your point too
2: man
0: it's like you know it's this it's the classic thing of rules for thee not for me right and we saw the exact same thing happen during COVID. We all had to wear masks. You all get that. But you see these people, you know, moving
1: around, laughing,
0: joking, no stuff. Remember the Met Ball?
1: the, the Met, Met, Met yeah, Gallo. Yeah. The when Met Gallo. None, of, the, none of them had masks, but all the servants had masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that, that was the most perfect, visible representation of what they think of all of us mm. versus what they think of themselves. Yeah. We have an oligarchy. We
2: don't live in a a free republic. In California, we had Gavin Newsom dining at the French Laundry, which is uh, uh, Thomas Keller, I think is the chef's name. One of the most prestigious three-star Michelin restaurants in the world. And Gavin Newsom's there with his family having a nice little wine party while we were completely shut down. They're closing the beaches in California. I remember, Putting sand in the skate park. Yes. Do you remember that in Venice? And then there was the one dude who was paddleboarding in Malibu and the lifeguard boats came after him. Paddleboarding alone. So while Newsom and our oligarchs are sitting in fine dining, you, non-essential plebs, have to stay home and all this stuff. Still haven't gotten over that. No. But dude, I'll never get over it. it Listen. Criminal. That was crimes against humanity. Yeah.
1: Like what they did... It wasn't just economic crimes by shutting down the small business, shifting the wealth to the big business, removing a lot of the middle class, pushing them into the, into the lowest class of, of economic stability. It, people died, okay? Like people legitimately died because other people brought up the treatments and they didn't want the treatments out because they wanted to extend the, the crisis so that they could continue to gain more wealth and more power. And they let people die by denying that these therapeutics actually worked when they knew that they worked and there's been science that they worked this entire time, okay? This is, this is and this was worldwide. This wasn't just here in America. It was coordinated. And, and you guys, when you say crimes against humanity, typically we think about like things like uh, the Rwandan genocide, right? Or the holodomors that happened in Russia. Like we think about these things the, this was the biggest crimes against humanity that ever happened because not only did it take people's money, people were actually eliminated to extend the play of them continuing to take more and more economic wealth from the, the, the people who have the least of it. Okay, so these people, like there's probably a thousand of them across the world, are guilty of the worst crimes against humanity that's ever existed in humankind. And people aren't tying it together yet. Like, if you had loved ones die during this, they wanted them to die, okay? There was a reason they put all those people on a ventilator. There was a reason they recommended remdesivir. There was a reason they put people in jail and tried to cancel people for talking about ivermectin. There was a reason they removed the medical licenses of the frontline doctors and any other doctors that talked about hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin as a a, a legitimate therapeutic. It's because they wanted to continue to pillage the poorest people, and create the gap that creates a one-world communist system. So... Bro, did you see the
0: shit that just came out in Australia? Like, which I'm, I'm surprised... Which yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they're not in the fucking uproar right now, but they don't have the guns to do it. Uh, but the, the studies that just came out showing that, that, like, this special kind of garlic that grows in Australia would, like,
1: cure COVID. Cured it. Oh, well, look...
2: You're not uh, allowed to know that. Here's no.
1: the reality, bro. COVID was the fucking flu. Okay, And then it was an advanced flu that was a little more contagious and got people a little more sick. And they piled the regular flu numbers in on top of this to inflate the emergency to take more. This, Listen, I'll never get over it. No, I'll yeah. never get over it, bro. Mm-hmm. No. Until these people legitimately are held l- the, the level of accountability. I'm not talking about a fine and I'm not talking about prison. I'm talking about use your fucking imagination. These, this ideology that if you're rich enough and you're powerful enough that you can literally poison the weaker people, okay? That ideology has to be eliminated from the planet, okay? And that's there's only one way to do that. And everybody knows it and nobody wants to say it. Real talk. Everybody fucking knows how le- the level of accountability we're talking about here. We're talking about Vlad the Impaler accountability. We're talking about making an example for a thousand fucking years. Why, if you become one of these powerful people, you do not do these things against the people. And until everybody gets on that same page to call for those things, these people are going to continue to do exactly what they're doing. They're the reason they haven't apologized,
2: bro, is because they ain't fucking sorry. Nope. Ooh. They meant to. That's real shit. That's right. Man. Yeah. They've created a dependency class. Yeah. That was their goal. Yep. They don't want you to be independent. They don't want you to be an individual. They don't want you to have rights. They don't want you to be self-sustaining. Uh, uh, they want to completely weaken you. There's a reason that first form is like the enemy of the government during COVID. Any place like this that focuses on health and well-being and self-sustaining and working out, it's like, why would you close the domestic, gym? Domestic terrorism. Yeah, exactly. Why would you close the gym? When we know that there was a correlation between obesity and the severeness of the sickness, it makes no sense. Why are you not the place that the government said everybody needs to go here? Yeah, like, be open. Summer smash. Do it quick. Yeah. We need to lower ob- obesity rates. They don't do that because they do all, not care about you. Remember all the backwards stuff that I mean, this goes along with the backwards stuff
1: they promoted. Remember, dude, you not remember the covers of like health same time magazines simultaneously yep. at this time? Yep. Like they were t- they were body all, positivity. Yep. They were putting out headlines of women on the, on the cover who were 350, 400 pounds saying this is health, okay? They were putting out headlines that said That's evil shit. Exercise man. may actually make COVID worse for you. They were doing these things. Why? You know why? Because they want you sick. They want you broke. They want you stupid. Because the sicker and broker and dumber you are, the less resistance they have to doing what they want to do.
2: Shit, man. Well, and the unfortunate thing too is we're bickering amongst each other. Well, what it's they're, like that's why they're that's dude. Why, our enemy's not each other. Our enemy are the people that are oppressing us at the top. Like most people aren't generally evil. Most people. Just kind of go along to get along but those at top like it's not just incompetence they they mean to do this it's intention they absolutely want you to be sick and depressed and reliant upon them because they need in order for their agenda to be carried out for them to be seen as god the state has to be god they have to be your almighty so if you're someone like me who's a man of faith i answer to a higher power not joe biden he's not my god he's not my savior i answer to a higher power He didn't give me my rights. My rights are found protected in the document that's sacred here, the Constitution, that he has no ability to infringe. He hates that. It stands against every single tenant of him and the other tyrant's belief system, which is these people are stupid. We are the smart. We are the enlightened. We need smaller groups of more perfect people. And that is us. So shut up. Listen, we're essential. You're not. That was the message they've communicated the last years. Our encouragement to American people is like, wake up and realize that's how they think about you. Because then you'll live differently. Yeah, and also
1: wake up and realize like all these social movements that cause you to get extremely frustrated and extremely angry, like right now, like everybody's, you know, mad at everybody for at every point of difference or contention that could possibly be. We have left versus right. We have gay versus straight. We have black versus white. We have everybody versus white. Okay, we have, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? We have all these different these different social initiatives and you guys have to understand that there is a ton of propaganda that's being put out to raise the emotions as high as possible because the more that we fight about these things happening the easier it is for them to run their play okay so we have to rise above in our awareness level and instead of like picking each other apart about oh trump or desantis or oh this or that or this or this or this if we generally agree on, you know, America is the greatest country that ever existed. We have an obligation to make it the best that it can be. If you're with that and you're with freedom and you're with, I don't, you're however you choose to live your life, as long as it doesn't mess with me or my kids, dude, you're free to do so. And we have to, all those people that believe those things have to come together and not just say, Hey, let's make America great again. We have to say, Hey, let's make America, the America, the greatest it's ever been. That's a different thing.
0: Like a great forever.
1: Because when you, know, dude, when you say great again, there's a lot of people in this country that are like, well, fuck, dude. Like, if you're a gay person in this country, right? And you're like, well, fuck, dude. In 2003, I couldn't even get married. I couldn't even have the same rights. So when you say again, it brings up points of pain for some people. The truth of the, the, truth of, of the reality of our situation is that America has never reached its full potential. It's never actually become the example that it was set to become from the beginning. It it, it was gradually over time watered down. And now we live in an oppressive environment that is oppressive towards all different people. You guys think it's only towards these certain classes. It's actually towards everybody that's not them, okay? Because if you think about how we have to live right now, like look at the mental health, bro. Look how many people are suffering. Look how many people are having mental breakdowns because of the constant stirring of emotions that's happening from the people who are supposed to be unifying us and progressing us forward. So there's actually a potential of America that has yet to be built. And this is exactly why you do the things that you do and what I, why I do this show and why other people do the things they do. It's not, like there is some people that are trying to sell t-shirts and they do it for clout and all this shit. We can all see that very clearly, but there is people that believe that America has not seen its
2: best days. And I am one of those people. And I know you're one of those people too. I am. And I think our founding fathers would be ashamed at what the country's become. And so for us, the goal here is recognize, you know, there's actually a, a, a lot of historians believe that the average life cycle of a civilization is roughly 250 years. United <laughs> States, 247 years old. We got a choice to make. Like yeah. what country are we are going to be? We're going to stick around? We're going to stick it out and become everything we can be? Are we going to allow for ourselves and everything that's beautiful about this great nation to die at the feet of globalism and these oppressors that hate us and everything that's made this country special? So our encouragement to people too is recognize that like your kid's future and their kid's futures and generations after them, their future relies upon the choices we're making today of whether or not we want to secure another 250 years for this great nation, or if we're going to let it all die. My hope and my prayer is that Americans wake up and realize what's at stake. Take the last two years as a big old lesson, and then live your life differently, spend your money differently, communicate differently, post differently. Like we have a lot of people that are stuck in apathy, and people ask me all the time, how did it get here? How did we get this bad? Like, how do we get this far gone to the point where the major CEOs that run our country and the government politicians that run our country and the corrupted justice system that runs our country stand so adamantly against the American people? The way we got here is in our own apathy. We allowed on the we again, we allowed for so much of what was beautiful about our country to die on the altars of convenience, of recreation, of enjoyment, of it's so much easier just to kind of shut it all out. When in reality, like our founding fathers didn't have that option. How much do you want to be free? Give me liberty or give me death. That used to be the rally cry of the American people. But today it's so much easier to just kind of wallow. And uh, I know for me and for you and for the people in this room, like we're not willing to do that. For the people that are here that are wanting to prioritize health and well being for themselves and their communities and their families, it's like that group of people is going to have to save this country. And I take a lot of heart because even in the time of the American Revolution, less than a third of the country was actually in support of the revolution. Mm -hmm. But there was enough that said, send me, Mm -hmm. I'm here. I believe where we can go. And even the people that stood against them, the loyalists, the people that were fighting for the revolution said, even though you don't get it, and even though you're actually kind of actively working against me, I'm actually fighting for you too. That's right. I want want a future that you don't even know is going to be good for you, but I promise it will. We cannot allow these people to keep oppressing us. And I think that's what needs to happen right now.
1: I think the apathy thing is a key point that you said, because, you know, when these clips of our show go viral and I look through the comments, dude, a third of the comments are like these black pill people. They're like, yeah, 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 but nothing's going to happen. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just grifting on his show. Or he's, well, first of all, what the fuck am I selling you? I'll give you all my best shit for free. All of it. Okay, I have the biggest, most popular fucking mental toughness fitness program that's ever existed. I give it to you for fucking free. OK, I give you my, my productivity shit for free, like everything. OK, there's no grifting. This is actual people that care about what's going on. And these black pill people have become a major problem because anytime anyone who like steps up, right, like they, like like just say there's people on the edge and they're like, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm going to start saying something and they start to say stuff. And then these black pill people come in and they say, it doesn't fucking matter. Nothing's going to happen anyway. You guys are the fucking problem. The people that say that, you're the problem. We cannot fix this problem and then pull your negative asses along with you. Instead of saying, uh, hey, nothing's gonna happen, say, hey, these people should be fucking, their heads should be on a stake. Say anything else, okay? But like this or Nothing d- at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. keep least, your mouth shut. Yeah. These people are demoralizing you and you're helping it by spreading that message. And by spreading that message, and I know you guys believe in all the same shit that's being said, or you wouldn't even be watching the content okay but instead of you spreading this this anchor message that basically holds the progress back either keep your mouth shut or call for some shit that you think needs to happen because the more people calling for it the more likely it is to happen we cannot we cannot afford to be apathetic no at all and you no. might be cynical because nothing has happened but if you continue to say that you're guaranteeing that nothing will happen and there is a chance that we can do something still and that window is closing by the hour and if you guys would just stop that shit, we would have a chance at actually winning. That's my opinion. I see it everywhere. Love it.
0: Real shit, man.
1: Guys, that was our first headline. Let's move into headline number two.
0: Headline number two reads Budweiser ad touting Harley Davis and Mark Cannes mocked following Mulvaney backlash. Uh, so this is a New York Post article reading Anheuser Bush is being accused of pandering to conservatives who have boycotted Bud Light by releasing a new Harley-Davidson-themed commercial for sister brand Budweiser. The beer company, which has seen sales of Bud Light tank in recent weeks following the backlash over its partnership with transgender social media influencer Dylan Mulvaney, uh, recently released a Budweiser ad touting specially created cans with the Harley-Davidson logo. Quote, The greatest legacies are built with grit and resilience, one detail at a time. The narrator of the commercial said in between footage of a mechanic tending to a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Uh, The commercial also cuts to shots of a can of Budweiser that bears the uh, motorcycle brand's logo. Uh, Let's take a look at the the 28 second ad and uh, see what we got here.
3: The greatest legacies are built with grit and resilience. One detail at a time. Limited edition Budweiser Harley-Davidson cans. For those who give everything to their craft. This Bud's for you.
0: Two things.
1: Fucking first things first. (laughs) Why are you showing a Harley-Davidson in the mechanic shop? That's not a very good image, okay? We all know Harleys break the fuck down all the time. You should be showing the opposite of that. Okay, secondly, you're showing the, the OEM aftermarket parts being installed. DJ, when you put all the OEM aftermarket parts on your bike, did you sit there with a rag and swipe your swag? Fuck oh, no. Come on, dude. This <laughs> shit goes right on like fucking Legos. And anybody that has a Harley knows this shit. Yep. All right, so this commercial is very inauthentic to start with.
0: Second, what are your two things? Well, I, I first thing is road glide or no glide, motherfuckers. Yeah. I, that's a fucking little sports or bob, whatever the fuck yeah. that is. That dude
1: was too big to even ride
0: that bike. Second thing is, where is okay, listen, I, I get it. Where's the titties? I'm sorry, is that too much? No. I'm saying, like, like, that's, no. like that's, wait, so this is listen. supposed to be the bet, like, this is the comeback.
1: Listen. This is all you got? Listen. A fucking fat bob? Listen, You know what bro. I'm saying? Like, what is that? Th- they're trying to brush something under the rug. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, dude, that, that, not, that is not going to work. There's that, no communism here. That, that's <laughs> right. That is not, you guys, listen to me. You guys at Budweiser, somebody eventually, the show's big enough, I know some of y'all listen, you're fucking doing it wrong. Okay, You're going to have to take ownership, and you're going to have to violate these agreements that you have with these globalist banks who are forcing you to do this quota of these things, and you're going to have to make a decision. Who's buying my beer? These, You guys are way off fucking base, and you're going to ruin your entire brand. You have a fucking 100-year-old plus brand, two companies here, 100-plus-year-old brands that you're going to ruin by just simply not taking accountability and making a core decision that will either employ your employees and pay your bills or not. And that's it, man. Like you guys are not gonna weasel your way out of this shit. It's not gonna happen. And the more you try to weasel out of it, the worst it's going to get for you the brand's
2: dead it, it's dude. become the butt of a joke i saw something the other day it was like the they ultimate waited too insult long. oh yeah yeah no it's it's they're they're well past time now you're you're done and you know 26% drop in sales from last year this time there was a tweet that went out the other day i can't remember who posted it but it was basically like the ultimate insult of 2023 is you look like someone who would drink bud light at target mm-hmm. and it's like that that you become the butt of a joke. Your brand is is being mocked. No, you, It's impossible to recover from. You're seeing these aisles of grocery stores where it's completely tapped. And then this is what Budweiser is doing. Bud Light is camouflaging their cans now as if that's going to help. You've never apologized. They never did. They never said we were wrong. We got our audience wrong. In fact, that SVP of marketing who came out and called her old brand fratty and outdated, mm-hmm. like she was placed on leave. Whatever happened to her? Is she back? Is she being fired? Is there going to be a sort of apology for calling everyone that built their brand outdated and fratty? Now, of course not, because they want to try to speak out of both sides of their mouth. So their brand's a joke at this point, and it's not coming back because yeah. you never want to be the butt of a cultural joke, dude. Apparently, Modelo's on track to. to I think they could bring it back. In. You think so? Yeah, I'm not as hopeful. I think they could. Well,
1: how, how do, do you they think do they it? do it? I, I think they would have to own what they did. I think they would have to say something like this. I think like the they would have to mean it too. If you were the CEO, what do, this do is, you? This is I would, yeah, do I do? would come on yeah. and I'd say, hey, look. I never believed any of this stuff. I was told to market this stuff because we had to. This is the actual situation. Our financial our financial health depended on this, this decision. We made this decision. It, I didn't really feel good about doing it. And obviously we made a massive mistake. And from here on out, we're gonna commit to the people who built this company, which is the blue collar, working class American that actually cares about the red, white, and blue and lives it every single day. And. You're gonna see some changes, and some of the changes you're gonna see, and I would go on to list the changes, and then those changes would happen fucking today, and that's how they would do it. And I think they could do it, but these guys, like I'm, be real, they're pussies. They won't do it. So well, that was my next question. Yeah. Do you
2: think they'll no. ever actually? Because no. man, I'm like Andy Frasella for CEO of Anheuser Bush <laughs> of America. It, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: So, so, uh, so <clears throat> oh, bro, that's well, such a good idea. I know. So. <laughs>
2: The, got me fired up. I, the, uh, I'm ready for the press. The,
1: conference. the CEO of AB. Um, just so we're clear, do you know where he came from? Mm-hmm. Where did he come from?
0: Uh, well, before Frito Lay, there was the another three letter agency. It was called. Yes. I think it was called the Central. Was it CIA? Yeah, the, the CIA. Right? Communism. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Central. I, don't, I think it was the CIA. CIA. I never Central, heard of it. Intelligence a of in, it in the name. Yeah. 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 But but so we have a CIA. Op running this company. Do you really think that he's going to come out and do this? I would be shocked. He looks like a guy, okay, who they picked to be the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. Like this all-American, perfect smile. You know, he looks like a bush. Like I'm from St. Louis. I know what the bushes look like. They look, they look very much like mm. a very polished, very wealthy, legacy wealth person that still does real American shit, and that's how they are in real life. They're good people. Okay, um, we take Anheuser Bush a little bit, ser- a little bit more seriously here. And where, where I have a problem with what's going on here is like I'm friends with these guys who own the distributorships that distribute these products, and these are the guys that are getting their balls kicked in by this. And so, because of the failure, the failure of leadership and the cowardly leadership that's happening at the top of Anheuser Bush right now. These other people are losing their fucking life's work. Okay. And, and dude, people don't talk enough about that. It's, it's a real problem. And, and dude, the, you guys who own these distributorships and who own these bars and who own this shit, like, honestly, if you want this to get fixed, you should all boycott them too. Just shut them the fuck off. Okay. Because then they have to make a decision. Like, just say, hey, you know what? We're fucking pausing business. All of you. We don't, every single bar, don't, don't order another beer. Every single distributorship, don't order another fucking case and let them fucking feel it for real. And your business will be back online faster than you think, because then they have to. And this is the same ideology that we could use to solve some of this shit, bro. If these people don't have employees, they don't have a business. Okay. So remember, like, I don't know, not that long ago when strikes were a regular occurrence among people and businesses, when they didn't like the way the business was being run, that's what we need more of. Dude, like, no dude, shit. That's what I'm saying. What yeah. we need more of. So, but, dude, people don't want to do that because they're so leveraged that they know it's going to cost them personally. So it's like this very delicate, you know, yeah. but. But there's power in numbers, Dude, man. there yes. is. Yeah. And, like, the fact that they keep trying to double down on this stuff, guys, like, you guys are making a wrong decision, and you're hurting your fucking good blue-collar, red, white, and blue American employees in the process. Like, bro, you guys, like, if, you're, if I'm wrong about you guys, then show us. Show us you're wrong. I'll apologize. I'll come on the show and say, you know what? I was wrong about those dudes. They did the right thing. But like, you're not doing it. You think you're going to sweep the shit under a rug. And people are pissed. They're pissed off, dude. They're they're not going to forget about it. Dude, there was a group of college kids walking through. uh, My buddy was down in Mississippi. And there was a group of college kids walking through the uh, lobby and they were drinking Coors Light, okay? And like all these companies have done some woke stuff, right? So it's not like that's any better. Let, let's just be real, because they're all in this
2: system. Except and for Yingling, my, that, Yingling's holding strong. Yeah, there you go. And Keep there's gone, another Yingling.
1: one called Big Truck Farms. Big Truck Farms is owned by my friend, Kip Falks, who was the co-founder of Under Armour. They're an cool. American-made brewery. They, they, they're a family brewery. They're, they make good beer, okay? And they care about America, like those brands, you can alternatively support those companies, okay? Big Truck Farms, go check those guys out. Um, but my point here is that the, these, it's almost insulting. Well, anyway, the story was that my buddy yelled at these kids and he's like, they're like, he's like joking. He's like, hey, what, no Bud Light? And he's like, bro, I can't drink it. He's like, every time I drink, a, every time I've picked one up, it's, I felt like I was sucking a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was his response. But I'm just telling, I don't say that to make the joke. Yeah. I say that because that's where the joke is, mm. right? And so, like, That's dude, how deep that is. Yes. Right the and, the, and the longer they go, the more destructive that brand's going, the more destroyed that brand's going to be, which I'm personally convinced is the point. I think that they are intentional, because, like, dude, maybe it's just me because I'm here in St. Louis where where the Bush is from. But when I think of American brands, bro, the first fucking brand I think of is Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser. I do. That's what I'm saying. The yeah. first one. And when I think of other American brands, when you think of like America as an identity, right? Like what's, what's American, right? Fourth of July, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, but cold Bud Lights, right? Like you're, you're, they're destroying a part of the American identity. And so I personally believe that this is an intentional destruction, not only of the the economics of these brands, but also the identity so that we have nothing to like feel American about, you know. And I think that's a conversation that not enough people are talking about, you know, because when we talk about communism uh, as a subversion, a subversion, it's it's all about removing and demoralizing the things that you care about to the point where you don't care anymore so that you'll accept anything else. All right, so when we, when we look at the World Economic Forum agenda, they have this saying that they use. It says, out of chaos comes order, all right? And what they mean by that is they're going to make things so difficult for us, which they already are, that eventually they're going to come and they're going to say, hey, okay, well, we have a solution. Here it is. And here's the solution, by the way. We're going to put cameras everywhere. And if anybody violates the law whatsoever, we're putting them straight in jail. If they say, like, and so these, this, and we're all, desperate because crime's crazy. You can't go anywhere. All this crazy stuff. We're like, fuck it. We'll take it. And that's how they get it. And so like, dude, we have to really think these things through, bro. I love Anheuser-Busch. I fucking love that company. I care a lot about it, dude. I grew up going to Bush stadium here in St. Louis, watching the fucking Cardinals play, watching the Clydesdales come around the fucking field. Dude, when, when I see this happening, it, it fucking breaks my heart. And it it makes me angry. It makes me angry that you guys who are the C-level executives of this company are allowing this company to be destroyed because you're too big of pussies to fucking do anything about it.
2: When it's not just Anheuser-Busch, you look at all those classic American brands, the Jeep commercial in the Super Bowl two years ago where Bruce Springsteen comes on and basically criticizes anybody who's conservative. Ford just last month with the whole pride trucks thing and the the gay Raptor Raptor thing, just making a mockery of this classic American brand. I mean, you're seeing it happen over and over again with anything that America used to hold as cherished. Bro, prized, they're making and Lincolns died. in
1: China. Yeah.
2: They're tearing down everything that we used to hold sacred. And that is the point. By the way, I mean, that's what the CIA, they're good at dismantling empires yeah. and subverting uh, existing structures that people value. And so I'm not all that surprised. It's just really unfortunate. You also brought up a really interesting point, which is a lot of these companies are very, on the surface, pro-union. They're pro-workers. We're all about our workers and the common people and the blue collar that build these brands. Hundreds of thousands of employees at these big brands. And yet, with the minute that their workers actually try to go and unionize, like they all go into uproar. Do you think the CEO of Anheuser-Busch has taken a salary cut in the last month? Absolutely of not. Of course not. Yeah. So he claims he's for the working people. And then the minute his distributors, like the guy in Georgia who came out and released a video saying like, we're getting hosed here. My family is losing. That was great. It was brilliant. That was great. That's That's exactly what what needs to happen. Yes, that's That's what I'm talking about.
1: That was a man who owned a distributorship who said he put out a a press release in a video format and he said, just to be clear, we're a family owned company. We distribute Anheuser-Busch products. We've worked very hard. We employ American people. We believe in American ideals. We are not with this stuff. And we are being destroyed because of these people making these decisions. And I thought that was super powerful. And I thought, I think that if everybody who is a Bush customer would speak out against that the way that man did, we would have a different scenario happening now. Now they're going to try and come back with this, this almost fake level pro-America shit without taking accountability for what they did. Bro, it wasn't just one can. Like you guys, they keep saying, oh, it was just one can. That's not... The point, the point is, is that you're promoting something that 98% of Americans statistically do not fucking agree with and are tired of because it's getting jammed down their throats at every single contact point available. Dude, we want to drink beer after a hard day of mowing our grass or doing work or whatever we do. This is American shit. We don't want to be told that we're bigots because we don't like this dude who acts like a fucking clown claiming to be a woman, basically devaluing women by saying, oh, I'm a woman. You're not a fucking woman, bro. I'm sorry. You're a fucking dude. That's real shit. Okay. And by you prancing around now, like, he, he the, I'm just a little girl. Like, dude, He, they're making a mockery of fucking women, bro. You should be pissed about these people actually making you irrelevant. Mm.
2: Yep. My wife always says, "You know this this clown is I'm day three sixty one of being a girl, or whatever." It's like my wife. I wife's thought you were like, born that way. Exactly. Well, yeah. First off, absolutely. I, I thought, thought you were born was that my- way. Exactly. <laughs> I-, I thought it was not a choice. Yeah. Absolutely not a choice. And you're born this way. But now you're counting down the time from your choice. It's like uh, you can't have it both ways. But then on top of that, my wife's like, "I've been a woman for thousands of days. Why is my face not on a can?" Like, is this all it is? You make a mockery of women. It's like when oh, you took uh, your penis and now you're, you can get a beer can. Exactly. You get a beer can. You get you get celebrated if you pretend to be a woman. And like we used to criticize blackface as we should. This is woman face, right? Isn't this the exact same thing? But culture celebrates it. you get major marketing deals and then you have these other brands jump and follow suit and double down. Adidas putting a man in a woman's swimsuit with the bulge clearly present on the front page of their website. Adidas is one of the most popular apparel brands in the world. You think kids aren't going to that site and seeing that? If that dude showed up at our community pool, he'd be arrested. And yet he's on the front page of their marketing site. So you're seeing brand after brand that are so out of touch with their audience. Americans don't want this. Never did we say we want this. We didn't ask for it. And yet they don't care. for me. They don't care. They don't care. It's wild.
1: I think the hope is that they will do it at omnipresence, meaning it will be sh- everywhere to the point where people have to say, "Well, fuck it, everybody's doing it." That's the whole and point then of we pride accept month. it.
0: That's the whole pro-
1: point of Pride Month. Yeah. Well, I don't have a pri-
0: honestly, bro. I'm saying I, it's just this coordinated no, attack. Listen, everybody's. I'll be real, say, dude.
1: I'm not one of these people that's going to buy into like fucking. Oh, I hate fucking Pride and these gay people. I don't fucking hate gay people. Okay, I don't. I don't fucking hate anybody. I'm not one of these people that's going to condemn people for choosing to live a different lifestyle, but there are boundaries to that. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my kids. Don't put it on my fucking beer cans. Don't put it on my cars. I don't give a shit, but we should live a regu- a regular generally normal life and people should be able to be free to do what they want. And like when it comes to the Pride Month topic, like dude, five years ago, it, it didn't bother me at all. I was just like, okay, whatever, man. Like it's all cool. Now it's become this thing where like, it's aggressively jammed down people's throat. And I see a lot of people from the gay community speaking out against it, but I also see a lot of people that are saying, oh, well, you're a bigot if you don't believe in this and this and this. Well, bro, what if you were legitimately pushed? The, what if we did the opposite? What if everywhere you went, every fucking advertisement, every fucking thing, everything said straight people only, straight people only, yeah. straight people yeah. only. No one's saying free that. drinks for straight Not people, that, that, free advertising yeah, for straight yeah, businesses, free endorsement deals for straight people. Can you imagine? Like, bro, if we now was it like that for homosexuals back in older times? Yeah, I'm sure it was more like that before it was generally accepted. But we went from this place where a lot of people fought and sacrificed, it became a mainstream normality. And if you ask most normal gay people who are Americans, they will say, yeah, man, it was like a lot cooler five years ago than it is now. It was a lot cooler even eight years ago than it is now. And they're actually denouncing the whole marketing push for it because they're recognizing that it's creating extremism because it's being jammed so hard. And so like, dude, it's another divisive tactic and we have to be careful not to fall into it. All right. I personally agree with what Gays Against Groomer said. Like, bro, if our veterans that are that have been killed in action get one fucking day, and then you make a whole day for people that like to have sex with the people of the same sex parts, like
2: a month for it, yeah, yeah,
1: that's yeah, yeah. insane.
2: Yeah. Well, and you have companies like Google who won't change their interface, their yeah. logo, or when you got a, when it's the Memorial vice day. president of the United States saying enjoy yeah. the long enjoy the long weekend. It's like yeah, well, a lot of people died for that long weekend. And now they jump into Pride Month and every single government agency that you pay for your tax dollars, the first thing they rush to do this morning on June 1 is to just parrot all the same message on the Twitter feeds, Mm -hmm. all the flags that keep adding colors every year. I'm getting very confused but it's man it's we tell at public square you know when businesses join you know we get asked about our stance on this all the time we say we we don't we don't um we're not okay with businesses advertising utilizing any pride paraphernalia because of two reasons number one the whole pride month is is a much deeper attack on the family and it started to become about kids and drag queen story hour and all this nonsense that's like very anti-family and, and it's, it's far gore, from what it
0: was supposed to be about.
2: it's it's gross and and by the way pride's like a seven deadly sin like why are we celebrating that anyways anyways the, the point is well, what, it's, well let's be real what are we what are we prideful about yeah yeah exactly why are we talking about sex why are we talking about sexual orientation you're not supposed to do this in society like that's something that's relegated to your bedroom you're not supposed to like like think about talk how absurd about this that in marketing campaigns. from
1: the other point uh, the other position exactly right like i'm so proud to like pussy <laughs> like what the fuck and you're
0: giving a whole
2: month for it yeah a whole month <laughs> and then oh, you change say, your me, logo
1: hold on it doesn't sound that bad all right, guys <laughs> <laughs> just, i'm just saying dude like it's it's absurd to think about yeah.
2: this. well and these companies are so disingenuous with this because the same companies that'll change their logo to the pride flag this morning if you go look at their saudi arabia logo it's the middle east yeah bmw down, saudi arabia Yes. Their alone. logo's not changing. That's right. Why? Because Saudi Arabia throws gay people off buildings. and yeah. They know that that's not going to land there. Yeah. So they do it here. So it's just, it's the same thing. These companies will try to speak out of both sides of their mouth. We were talking about the union thing. And it's you greed, know, bro. It, it's greed. They they, they just want to play both sides. Mm-hmm. I remember it was last year, Amazon came out. And Amazon, who's been very vocally pro-union, because we are pro-worker and blue collar, even though they make their drivers pee in bottles and get sued for it because they want to maximize productivity. And they pay for all their employees' abortion so they can keep them in the workforce. I mean, it's a whole mess. But they, during the union vote in New York, came out and claimed that the union vote to unionize their logistics fulfillment location in New York was fraudulent because they utilized mail-in ballots. Amazon, as a company, vocally spoke out for mail-in ballots in the presidential election. So you have these companies (laughs) over and over again. That total will hypocrisy. be pro this and anti this when it serves their interest. But then if you look at it, there's always an instance where they've played out the other side of their mouth. And <laughs> so these companies are are a total joke. One other thing that's really frustrating. We were supposed to like have the champions of subculture be with us on this. And I saw people like Tom Morello. Do you remember Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. OK, so Tom Morello comes out. I mean, he's like an agent for the machine now. But he comes out this Isn't morning. That funny?
1: Yeah. Isn't it interesting how if you listen to Rage Against the Machine lyrics today, it's actually for the fucking uh, conservative side or the pro-freedom side. Like, it's the opposite of what they actually believe. Yep. Like, back when they made those songs in the 1990s, which are awesome songs, by the way. They are awesome songs. Okay? I still listen to Rage Against the Machine, and I feel great about it because I know they're talking about
2: me now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, because now Tom Morell and the actual Rage Against the Machine band of today force you to be vaxxed, to go to their concerts. Yeah. They're Bro, all pride think month they came out. out think all the if corporations. these motherfuckers
1: came out and said, we're doing Rage Against the Machine. Fuck these motherfuckers.
2: Bro, they would lead the whole revolution. Oh, yeah. They were supposed to. I know. We and finally gave them an opportunity to and be like fucking, the heroes of the subculture. They pitched out. They did. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Like, it's so funny. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty conservative guy. I, I'm not like a super edgy dude. I'm kind of toast. Like I'm a white blonde <laughs> kid, right? Like uh, Kaylee McEnany. <laughs> you know I mean? and, uh, and yet I'm like subculture, like I'm cool now. I'm yeah. like against the machine yeah. and all this stuff. It's just so wild how culture is flipped the and a shifted so hard. It's insane. Yeah. And so same with the pride month thing. It's like, is it too much to ask a company not to deck out everything they do in a rainbow flag for this entire month that's adding another color every year yeah. why can't we just go back to normal that's bro, all i
1: want bro i just want normal it's it's super gay
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro, i just want beer man i just want, beer. I just want a beer yeah, God man! it's
2: actually really funny there's this meme going around the internet and it's kurt cobain singing a song and it's the everyone is gay it's like that lyric yeah. or whatever from one of his songs and so the meme is like uh time traveler from the past lands in the and asks, like, what's the future like? And it's the Kurt Cobain thing, just saying everyone is gay now. I mean, that's <laughs> basically what societies turn into is just a celebration of these things that we bro, shouldn't even talk about.
1: Bro, gay people are sick of it. They are sick of it. Gays like, against groomers is a perfect example. They're sick example. of it, dude. They're sick of it.
2: I was talking to the uh, CEO of that,
1: of that, uh, well, the the owner of that movement or whatever she calls herself yesterday on DMs. And dude, like the, these people who are gay. And live their life this way. Fucking hate this shit. Yeah, because they're making they're being made look ridiculous. Bro, they're being and, and it's and they're discre- being lumped in with fucking. It's removing yeah. all the work that they actually mm-hmm. did, and it's dangerous for it, them. dude. It is man because it's, it's because sad. it's
0: such a small percentage of people
1: it's when you sad, start including
0: man. the 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 you know the pedo aspect of it or the targeting against fucking kids. They're being lumped into those same fucking rainbow colors, right?
1: Like you, it, it's it's dangerous. It is. It's dangerous, man. It's not like they're just telling kids, hey, you know, being gay is part of society and some people are gay. And you know what? It's normal for some people to be. It's not like they're even stopping there. They're like they're like letting these kids change their names privately without telling the parents, Mm -hmm. encouraging them to change their their gender. Like it's gotten to that point. We have grown men dressed up as women going in and reading books. Why do these grown men dressed up as women have an interest in reading books to children? And why do they get mad when you tell them no? Well,
0: yeah, it was the what?
2: pride parade in Florida when Ron DeSantis said, actually, we're not allowing you to have kids at these pride parades. They canceled the whole parade. Yeah, what, what, like, OK, why? so you just revealed your yeah, right. true intention there. Why
1: kids we do- can't come and now you cancel? Yeah, it? Yeah, but see, and that's the problem with, that gay people have with the pride movement. Absolutely. Because they know Let's what it's actually care. about. And they're all these, bro, listen. 20 years ago, these motherfuckers would have been on the news with uh, Matt uh, Hansen or whatever, right? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen, right? They t- <laughs> like now, these motherfuckers are getting awards for that shit. Yeah, no shit. Okay? Like they're being celebrated. So, oh, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just a minor attractive person. Bro, minor attractive people go into the fucking wood chipper. That's speed where first. the fuck they go. Speed first. Okay? And slow too. Slow speed, not high speed. With a shot of epinephrine. No, no. Yeah, n- 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 nothing.
2: I think it jams. Well, let's drink through. a Bud Light before. Sit there for a while.
1: Yeah, bro, listen, I, real talk though on this Bud Light thing, it makes me sad, bro. Because like I come from this community. I understand the pride behind that company. I, I have pride in that company. I, that company has inspired me. It's been a big part of our lives, not just from like the beer drinking, but the cultural things they did in our community. The great things that if, I guess if you're not from here, you probably don't know about. They literally built this city, the, this city that I live in. And to see them do this, and to see my friends suffer, like I have Gray Eagle distributor right up the street who we actually do business with. The, to see my friends who own that distributorship suffer because these assholes won't just say, hey, we fucked up and just own it and move forward. It just, it, it, it's, it's fucking infuriating, bro. And it, 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 it really hurts. I drive by that fucking distributorship, dude, and there ain't no fucking cars there. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes have employed fucking thousands of people for fucking years and years and years. It's fucking bullshit. Guys, let us know in the comments where
0: you guys stand on this that that Budweiser do it right. Or they still got a long way to go. No, they got a long
1: way to go. And if you don't fucking think so, fuck you. Okay? I don't care what you think on this issue. These C-level executives need to be ousted from the company or they need to fucking take ownership and fix this because real American people are fucking suffering because of it. The people that deliver the beers, the bar owners, the fucking distributor owners that employ your neighbors, they are having to lay people off because of this. And I'm not blaming the people boycotting. I'm blaming them for not taking accountability and, and adjusting fire and sitting there with their fat asses and their big fucking salaries and not giving a shit about the people that depend on them.
0: Bullshit, man. Guys, that was headline number two. Let's move on to our third and final headline. Headline number three. Number three reads, James Comer, FBI confirms existence of file allegedly linking Joe Biden to $5 million bribery scheme. Um, So this is a a bit of an update. Uh, The FBI confirmed the existence of an informant file the Bureau refuses to provide Congress that allegedly links President Joe Biden to a $5 million bribery scheme, a confirmation the Justice Department previously did not deny. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer out of Kentucky revealed Wednesday. Uh, Comer and FBI Director Christopher Wray conducted a scheduled meeting Wednesday in which the Bureau Chief confirmed the file's existence. The file allegedly details an arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions between now President Biden and a foreign national. "Quote today, FBI Director Ray confirmed the existence of the FD 1023 form, alleging then Vice President Biden engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national," Palmer said in a statement. "Quote, however, Director Ray did not commit to producing the documents subpoenaed by the House Oversight Committee. While Director Ray, after a month of refusing to even acknowledge," that the form existed, has offered to allow us to see the documents in person at FBI headquarters. Uh, We have been clear that anything short of producing these documents to the House Oversight Committee is not in compliance with the subpoena, Comer continued. If the FBI fails to hand over the FD-1023 form as required by the subpoena, the House Oversight Committee will begin contempt of Congress proceedings. Um, And the newest update is that, you know, the FBI director, again, he said, he will let just two people on the House Oversight Committee look at the document, and it has to be in the FBI headquarters, in a closed room, um, and that, that is their attempt to kind of bag out uh, or stave off Comer's threat to hold Ray in contempt of Congress. Um, now, the White House has continued to be silenced on this. Um, there was one development. You have this guy, Ian Sams. He decides to uh, tweet out about this. Uh, He says, quote, this silly charade by at James Comer is yet another reminder that his so-called investigations are political stunts, not meant to uncover facts, but to spread thin in a window to attack the president and get himself media attention in the Fox News spotlight. Now, this sounds a whole lot to me. It reminds me of something. And I just don't know if you guys, I don't know, Michael, if you've seen this video, but I know Andy, you've seen it. This reminds, I want to show you guys what this reminds me of right now. Okay. This is kind of where, what I see happening.
2: You about to lose your job. <laughs> yeah, you about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to, you lose, about to, your to lose your job. You are detaining me for nothing. You about, you about to lose job. Hey. I'm
0: with it. I'm just saying, that's what it reminds me of, man. I mean. What do we got,
2: bro? That
1: was the best hit of 2020, bro. That's 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 his number one hit. Cured COVID.
2: Silver lining. It did cure COVID. That's exactly right. (laughs) Brought the nation together. Yeah,
1: dude, that's one of the best videos ever. It's so it's such a clean, so good, and the beat goes so good with it. It's so good. Joe, (laughs) Joe's got a couple platinum (laughs) records. Is that platinum worthy? Absolutely, he says. Absolutely. Look, man. uh, If 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 uh, there's nothing to hide, why hide it?
2: That
3: simple.
1: Yeah.
2: Plus, by the way, why isn't the FBI doing their job and being the ones leading the charge? If the,
0: the, if that's my fucking question. Why aren't the Why does it f- have to
2: be a
1: regular congressman doing this? Why aren't, the, why aren't the everyday field agents that DM me on a regular basis that say, hey, this is fucked up shit. There's a war going on. Why aren't you guys standing up to this shit? Why aren't you speaking out in mass? Why are you guys not getting together and saying, hey, fuck this? This is fucking treason shit. Okay, we have a president of the United States who took money for policy decisions that were not in the interest of the people that they were elected to represent. In fact, they were in the opposite of the interests. It wasn't like these were like little deals where it was like, hey, we'll scratch your back and you throw us a little coin over here. This was shit that was decided to actually make our country weaker and more vulnerable and easier to. devalue and conquer over the long haul, and that's what we're talking about. And so when we talk about why they won't release this, they won't release it for the same reason I said earlier in the week, which is if people actually understood what was going on, there would be a call for motherfuckers' heads. Okay? That's real shit. People don't understand. Like, this guy, go back to the to the guy, um, which guy that made the tweet. What was oh, his name? Ian Sam. Okay. Guy. This silly charade. There's nothing silly about it, bitch. All right? You, you think there is. This is your damage control, you little fucking nerd. All right? We all know what's happening. At least some of us do. And some of us that know are going to tell everybody. So you guys continue to defend this. Your head's going to end up on the same motherfucking stake as everybody else's.
2: Yep. Figuratively, of course.
1: Okay. <laughs> in Sam's.
2: Well, I mean, what a <laughs> sad existence too. Like this is what you do, you just defend this tyrant with your time on the internet like Dude, it's, it, you know what this is? It's bro? So no, pathetic. he's leveraged the so, fucking tweet no, yeah. It's
1: so this dude can go in and he can say, "Look what I did. Look what I did. I defended you on Twitter." I t- here, I defended you. Now, give me something. Oh, you think he's like a little ass yes.
2: yes. Look at him, yeah. dude. You could tell from looking Well, at these him. are the same people that are like, speak truth to power. It's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, you, you have an opportunity and you're actually criticizing the guy who's trying to speak truth to power. Not only that, everybody always wanted to know Trump's tax returns. Show me Trump's tax returns. Show me tr- any rich Republican businessman. Show me their tax returns. Why aren't you interested in seeing Biden's tax returns? Like this dude has made a l- killing millions and millions of dollars. You ever voted by his family's house? Down in Naples, Florida, Marco Island. You can see it from the beach. Millions of dollars. Gorgeous estate. They made their money in politics. How did they do that? Congressman they, make like one hundred seventy dollars a year. How are they getting rich on the American taxpayer well, dollar? Why don't that, we
1: want to know that? Well, I mean, a big portion of the American IQ is under the level of 80. Okay, so when they hear $170,000 and they see a $30 million house, they think that you can buy a $30 million house on $170,000. They don't understand that. Especially right? with inflation. They, they hear $170,000 when they've made $35,000 and they think, fuck, if I had $170,000, I could do whatever I want. It's just not true, okay? So there's, there's that too, all right? But what's frustrating for me is these people that their lives are much worse. Like they, they, their, their household is worse because of the decisions that this person has made, weakening the border, depleting our strategic oil for an election manipulation of gas prices, Um, sending our weapons to Ukraine, sending hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine, uh, inflating our currency, crime running rampant. And, And the people who defend these people, their lives are actually worse, and they're not willing to admit that and put their ego aside and say, dude, it eventually it's going to have to get so bad where they're going to say, fuck, fuck this. Right.
2: But dude, by the time that happens, it's, it's going to be too late. It's Stockholm syndrome. It's people in love with their abuser. That's right. And, you know, it's it sucks, too, because just and I hate you for pointing but, it out. Exactly. Yeah. So you're criticized for standing up for your family's own rights and interests. You know, it's interesting, too. I, I think that what people need to realize this goes back to kind of it's it's not like right, left, it's, it's far more of a good versus evil thing. Like, there are so many people in this country that were kind of old school blue dog Democrats. Union workers, coal country. Those people are Republicans now. They are. The, the, the whole the, tide is turning. The
1: same way that Rage Against the Machine yep. used to be whole left, turning, okay. and now their messaging resonates yep. with the right, Yep. is the same way, like, all you guys who have believed that you're Democrats, because there are a lot of you that listen, okay? Because you guys say shit. I, I see it. It's all good, too. By the way, you have a place in America but what you have to understand is that your belief system, which actually real talk, if you go back 20 years, guess what I am? I'm a fucking democrat from 20 fucking years ago. Okay? It's shifted so hard that these people are still identifying with this old label and they're not understanding the shift that's occurred. And if we correct the shift, you can go back to being a democrat, bro. That you can be that thing. But remember, democrat isn't indoctrinate our kids at school. To be trans, uh, sexual. Okay. It's not, uh, let crime run rampant. It's not, open uh, borders. open and, borders. Yeah, it's not inflated currency. That is not democratic policy. Those are communist initiatives that have been put through the current democratic representation. And you're not understanding that your actual belief system that you identify no longer exists. And you actually belong on the other side right now. And that's that's a big problem.
0: That's such a good point.
1: Yeah, bro. And, and dude, and Republicans, you guys, like, you don't fucking let these people come over. Need space. Yeah, you got to make space for these people. Like, like, dude, I see this all the time because I call for unity all the time. I'll never be unified with the nurse who yelled at me in the hospital for wearing a mask. Wow, fuck these people. Listen, dude, if you can't understand that these people were highly manipulated and scared into that behavior, and that you cannot hold them responsible, but instead hold the people who scared them responsible, you're missing the point. We, we, the people, are all on the same side, like all you people that watch my shit, even you that don't like me. I'm still on your fucking team and you're on my team, you just don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting for you. that yep. dude, 100 percent. 100 percent. And we don't have enough people spreading that message. But more importantly. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the, in the extremes of the messaging. Oh, I'm this. Fuck these guys. Bro, I see this Bud Light shit, bro, and it fucking legit bothers me. Yeah. Like, legitimately. Because it's normal people that are getting screwed. They're bro. caught
2: in the crossfire. And they didn't ask for this.
1: No, they didn't.
2: They didn't sign up for it either. They didn't,
1: bro. They, so
2: They don't believe in it at all. No. And by the way, FBI agent friends that you talk to, it's like, Guys, it's, you got to step up. Now. Yeah. It's time because you didn't ask for this either. You didn't sign up for this. Be, time to be honest about that. You didn't yeah. sign up to be a political hack. Yeah. If you're in kind of middle management at some of these woke corporations, you didn't sign up for this. Time to speak up. Like, we got to have those people. But, but man, what an opportunity. Dude. <laughs> Bro, you have an opportunity to actually create the best America that's ever
1: existed yep. before. And we'll
2: back you. dude. We'll back you. We'll supply you business. That's what we tell our business vendors yeah. that join Public Square. It's like when we have people sign up, we tell them all the time, you're now you're now in the family. We're going to support you with everything we have. All the resources, the firepower, the legal help. There was a business that joined in the early days on our platform in Chicago, and they had legal fees because they refused to close, even when Chicago told them to. They said, we can't. The value Of our business to our community is too important. The freedoms of our consumers to make their own health choices too important. So we're not closing. They incurred a lot of legal fines. Public Square paid for it.
0: Oh, that's fucking awesome.
2: We donated to it. They created a fund. We donated to it. We want to. It's like those people who did that. What can you tell me the name of that company? Sadly, they're out of business now. That's fucked up, man. It is. They're a restaurant out of Chicago, and um, yeah, they're they're amazing. Called Nimes, phenomenal, phenomenal local community restaurant that served their country and their community for years. Immigrant family started it. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Those food, by the people
1: way. that stood up during COVID, I hope eventually society recognizes who they are. Yeah, you know, like Ian Smith from Belmar. Oh, dude, such a good dude. Yeah, he's yeah. actually here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but he, like this dude, risked everything, lost everything, got persecuted for everything, all for you guys, all for you guys, and you guys still call him extremists and this and that. That motherfucker really paid a price for everybody. I hope one day, dude. I got to tell you this, if I ever get in any sort of position of power, like when I become the new leader, right, not by election either. alright <laughs> I'll be giving out awards. All right, One of them's going to go to Ian Smith. Yeah. One of go. them's going to go to you too. Oh.
2: So. I don't deserve that. We, we just want to provide an outlet for those, those people to thrive. And in fact, one of the early uh, agreements that a business had to make when COVID was still really going on, um, when they joined the platform, is that they were not going to infringe upon the rights of their consumers or their employees. <laughs> You could not force your consumers or your employees to make any health decisions. Otherwise, you just weren't welcome on our platform. Because I want this—I want this marketplace to be a place where freedom is valued. When when they
1: when that that vaccine mandate came through, they they we have uh, about 500 employees in house. They told us that if, and they told everybody this, and I don't think people understand this, that if you didn't force your your people to get vaccinated by a certain date, you would face fines up to $750,000
2: per employee. Yep. How many employees do you have here? Almost 500. It's out of business. Uh, dude. And that was their intent. Yes.
1: That was the intent. They wanted to push that through. And by the way, just like you guys resisted that, if you resisted all this shit, it would stop because would. they can't do it. If you, if everybody goes together, but everybody won't go together when you're arguing about the nuances of race or the nuances of gay straight or the nuances of, you know, I agree with, you know, this or that. Like, motherfucker, we're all on the same team, dude. We're in the same boat. And half you motherfuckers are drilling holes in the back of it. Like, it's a, it's a big problem. It's
0: yeah. real, man.
1: Guys, let's bring this show on home. Got our
0: final segment of the show, guys. As always, we have thumbs up and Dumb as Fuck. This is where we uh, bring an article up. We go through it tear it apart and look at one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up for dumb as fuck headline reads teen walks two hours for eighth grade graduation in St. Louis, man, man, they are lucky they made it. Yeah. Yeah. So a six mile walk for an eighth grader to his graduation ceremony may have secured his academic future. Quote, I remember something Mr. Seals told me. He said, if I want it, I got to go get it. Said Xavier Jones, quote, so I wanted to graduate, so I was going to go to my graduation. Uh, when the 14-year-old didn't have a way to get to his Wednesday's Yateman Middle School eighth grade graduation ceremony, he enlisted the help of his brother and a friend. They walked from West Florissant up in North St. Louis to Midtown. Well, they're definitely glad, lucky they made it. Like, like yeah. literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to Midtown. Jones's journey took more than 10,000 steps in two and a half hours. Then it got him his diploma. Here's a quick uh, video from our local news affiliate. Talk about perseverance. A six mile walk for an eighth grader to his graduation ceremony may have secured his academic future.
3: I love this story. For his dedication to his schooling and making that trek, Harris Stowe University stepped in with a full scholarship. Fox News Patrick Clark spoke with the teen That's in a badass. story you'll see all new tonight Take at five. 5. There's an old proverb that says a journey of 1,000 miles begins with one step. Xavier Jones' journey took well more than 10,000 steps in two and a half hours. And then it got him his diploma. I remember something that Mr. Seals told me. Uh, he said if I want it, I gotta go get it. So so I wanted to graduate, so I want to get my graduation. Wednesday was Xavier's Yateman Middle School's eighth grade promotion ceremony. When the 14 year old didn't have a way to get there, he enlisted the help of his brother and a friend and they walked from West Florissant up in North St. Louis City to Midtown. I had to stop my speech and call him on board and was like, hey, everybody
0: get off your feet, give him a, a, a standing ovation. They got up, clapped for them. And they was like,
3: whoa, this boy walked. Dr. LaTanya Collins-Smith stopped by the ceremony being held on the HBCU campus and was moved by Xavier's determination, so she decided to take a few extra steps of her own. When I heard that story and to see that young man who was so bright and just excited and driven, it spoke volumes to me. It spoke resilience, persistence perseverance. I'm, regardless to what the adversity is, I'm going to press my way to this promotion ceremony. And so that is what sparked my interest in saying, hey, this is the type of kid that we want to recruit to Harris Stowe. She said, you got a full ride.
0: I said, you know what that mean? He said, uh, they going to give me a ride to school. I'm like, no, you get a ride to college. Say, said, wait a minute, I don't have to pay for college. Then it started hitting them.
3: The Presidential Scholarship from Harris-Stowe State University covers four years of tuition, books, and fees for students. It will be waiting for Xavier, who must first complete the next journey, high school. I'm achieving something great by graduating just like everybody else is. I'm going to be a NASCAR driver. At Harris-Stowe State University in Midtown. Dude, that is
1: fucking awesome. Wow. I thought that was just fucking amazing. Bro, that is amazing. We need way more of that. Way more of that. Dude, that young man... Dude, that's the shit that gives me hope, dude. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much negative that we talk about. And it's always by these old people who are just stirring the pot. That shows you the human nature and the spirit that lives inside young people. Still and they, they beat it out of them. They, 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 they wear it out of us as we go through life. That is, that is
2: fucking awesome. Period. The dude wants a job after he's done college. He's got one, too. Bro dude i'll send you to nascar school bro yeah real talk we just F- had a find this kid i'll
1: fucking send him nascar school done yeah, yeah we
2: actually just we had a car public square had a car in a, uh, two nascar races yeah. recently because the driver jj yelly wanted to support the parallel economy so yeah. we need to get him in touch we got we got good nascar connects over here in the patriotic economy it'd be let's good do, to get him for real do cars. That. that'd be awesome i would love to do that yeah we're we'll good on it yeah what Fuck a legend yeah, man. that
1: is cool man and wow. like dude honestly kudos to the to the faculty and the staff for recognizing that yeah. because, like, dude, uh, there's the, these kind of things happen a lot that, and nobody cares. You know, there's all kinds of kids that grow up with just parents that do not provide or refuse to provide or can't provide because they're trying to provide, mm-hmm. right? Like, and they don't get taken care of by the community, dude. And This like, is where the
0: community steps yeah,
1: in. Absolutely. Yeah. The, dude, this is, this, you know, that's why I love St. Louis, dude. Because St. Louis is filled with people like that. Mm-hmm. And it gets a bad reputation because we get these ridiculous prosecutors that do crazy shit and don't allow the crime to Most of the people that live here are great, great people. And like, dude, this is why I get so upset about the Bud Light thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's I see the effect it has in the community. And it just bothers me. But but dude, this, I mean, this is awesome, dude. Fuck yeah.
0: yeah, man. Yeah.
1: That's thumbs up for sure, guys. Andy, Michael? that oh, is yeah. all i have yeah bro thanks for coming on the show thank man you. it wasn't a short trip but i'm super glad worth you it. made it worth it yeah definitely thank you so much
0: Appreciate thanks it for guys. what you're doing bro thank you all right michael thank where you. can people find you uh, quickly on social media
2: yes yeah, so you can find me on twitter at real michael the first four letters of my last name you can find me on instagram at real michael Cypher. you can head to publicsq.com to find all things public square you can download the app there join the community all free to join we'd love it if you join the parallel economy we're changing the country with the power of commerce and uh, it was a blast to be able to talk about it with you guys. So publicSQ.com, best place to get started. All right, guys. Say your fucking line. <laughs> no, you guys say it. What do I say? Don't be
1: a hoe. No,
0: Enjoy you got to
1: say, all right, guys, that's the show. And then I say my line and then you say your line. <laughs> this <laughs> is the first time this has happened. So say it. All right. All right, guys, well, that's Andy. That's all I got. All right. Don't be a hoe. Share
0: the show. Went from sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck up, bowl. Fuck up, stole. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted, swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. dust a no. Headshot, case closed.